Country Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Good afternoon to you, too, sir. How you doing today? You know, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You're over there fumbling with I stuff. I am, I am. I'm, I'm, you know, the great thing is, you know, since it is just audio these days, right. like, they can't see what we're doing. Right. So, like, I was I was trying to do a visual <laughs> gag to, like, have have it up during the, the recording. I'm not going to tell the listeners what it was, but it would have been really funny. No, it, it would have been funny. I, I, I will say, Bo has struggled this whole recording session, too. Oh, man. Uh, because he uh, bought these really crummy post-it notes. <laughs> it's so like, the, true. like the off-brand post-it notes that don't have the proper amount of stickiness on the back of it's them. So, like, it's like the, the one job. Right. The one job they have. No, is to be a sticky piece of paper. Exactly. And it's like they are fa- they like they they've got the paper part down mostly, but like just raise your sticky game. It's a tragedy, is what it is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. You know what's not ridiculous? Las Vegas pipe show. Man, I'm so excited about going to Las Vegas to see uh, me and my friend Bo and all our dear friends uh, in the pipe community. And- I don't think I'd made it high pitched. <laughs> like, 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 sorry. Just I, was to just, I wanted it, to try to do it right. That is how that in Bo's mind is the sound of a casino. It's the ching, 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 ching. Yeah, because like, 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 I guess you know what? Actually. You know what? Now that I'm doing it, I know we're so many episodes in. I actually I hear it now, and it it needs to be more like a like type deal. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is so embarrassing. Well, at least ah, you'll get over it. At least it's not weeks worth of audio of me doing it wrong. <laughs> it'd be it'd be it'd be really bad if everybody was able to come and like make me you know make fun of me yeah, for it in I Las know. Vegas. And then, and then, yeah, no, that's right. And and actually point it out to you like in person. Oh, no, man. no, that's great. We're really excited about it, uh, man. You can find out all the great information about the Vegas Pipe Show that's at right. VegasPipeShow.com. The dates are October twenty first through twenty third, twenty twenty two. Our dear friend Brian Levine, who, of course, is such a big force in our community, pipe smoking community, he is kind of spearheading this. And it's brilliant in that he's really putting aside quite a bit of effort to make sure that the new pipe media is front and center, presented, uh, taken care of. And so uh, it's really exciting. We're going to be doing a performance there live that Saturday from five to seven. But man, all the other great uh, YouTuber and pipe podcaster folks are going to be there. Instagram folks. It'll yeah, be, man. Not to mention the carvers. Really the, like, yeah. You're going to find some amazing products, some amazing people, your fellow pipe enthusiasts there. It's going to be great. All it's that. Be a blast. Yeah. It's really exciting. Y'all, y'all come out and, uh, and join us in, uh, in Vegas this October. It's going to be, it's going to be a blast, man. All right. Well, speaking of a blast, we've got a blast of an episode here because we are going to be doing the work that is, the tobacco talk. Now, this yeah. is where we've typically got uh, two tobaccos that are brought to the table by uh, the tobacco extraordinaire himself. And I, I have to tell you, man, it's interesting because as part of this trip, I want to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. You and I went to a, a speakeasy. Of course, we have an episode on that. I yeah. Think probably yeah. has already released at this point, if I'm not mistaken. And the owner of which smokes a pipe. And I gifted him afterwards some pipe tobacco in a, in a similar category as one of these. Yeah, that's and, right. And I, as I see it, you know how you give somebody something and you like, you feel really good about giving it to them. Yeah. But then afterwards you see something that reminds you what you no longer have. And you're like, Oh, Oh, 
Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, I hope he enjoys it. But yeah. anyway, I, I know that we he got some, will. some quality pipe tobacco that we're about to be diving into. So no, that's right, man. I'm here? excited about these two today. We've got the first one up is a uh, is a Sutliff Crumble that's Cake. That's what I'm talking about right there. Uh, the yeah. iteration that they've come out with. They have a barrel age series that's been really popular where they take these thoughtfully produced tobaccos and thoughtfully blended, really, and they they process them in an interesting way, whether it be pressing, steam, you know, certainly lots of age involved, but then they're all putting them in these barrels that kind of impart the flavor of whatever used to live in that barrel yeah. into this tobacco. So it was neat. The the tin you actually gave our uh, friend Cody at the ready room, it wasn't the crumble cake series, but it was the Kringle Flake. The Kringle Flake. Which I think crumble is... Crumble cake and Kringle Flake it is, to a dyslexic is basically the no, same. No, that's basically the same. And, <laughs> and, and it really, I think the Kringle Flake yeah. is a crumble cake. Yeah. So it's just not called... I'm, I'm I, saying see, you just went cross-eyed. I did. I just, I'm just saying cross-eyed. I'm saying too many words. Yes, <laughs> I'm saying too many things. But uh, but anyway, he'll he'll enjoy the Kringle yeah. Flake. I think I've got some at the house. Maybe I can spot you. Hey. But, um, but anyway, the well uh, song. But yeah, yeah. What, so what, tell us about this. Yeah, Crumble Cake. This is the number four iteration that they've come out with. So they've done this obviously four times now. They've taken these interesting tobaccos and press them and, and again, age them in the barrel to impart that flavor. So can I ask you a question about this process real quick? Yeah. All sure. right. So with the whole barrel aging process here, you, you've mentioned both these things. Pressing is the idea that literally all of the tobacco is in the barrel and it's the closing of the barrel that's the press, or is it like the press goes into a barrel? I think the press actually goes into the barrel. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've taken the tobacco, they've pressed it, and then they've put that tobacco inside the barrel. Got it. All yeah. right. I'm tracking what you yeah. yeah. Now, I, I could be wrong on that, but that's my understanding. Yeah. I mean, if they'll just send um, us a barrel of tobacco, we could just, you know. And then we could just let them, people know. Yeah, and then, then we'll there won't it. be we any confusion at all. No, actually, no. <laughs> we will make sure that <laughs> there will no be confusion. no confusion at, <laughs> at, at all. Yeah. Right, right, so right. our friends at Sullivan, yeah, let us know. Help us up. <laughs> so uh, the Barrel Age number four, it's the latest edition reading from Tobacco Reviews. Begins by hot pressing bold dark fired burly tobaccos, which are then married to a combination of mature, air dried, and flu cured Virginias, contributing to a bright sweetness to the blend. The mixture is further aged in bourbon rye barrels for three months before being pressed and sliced into delicious old fashioned crumble cakes. Mm. The unique process marries the naturally sweet, tangy Virginias with a dark fired burly, more robust notes. Enhancing the blend's inherent flavors of citrus and spice with hints of smoke and affording it a mature aged character right out of the tin. I love that. Crafted to showcase the true characteristics of natural tobacco and elevated by the barrel, the barrel aging process, Sutliff's Barrel Number no. 4 is not one to miss. And I, and I think they're right with that description. It's really really something. And I, I love a lot of it about this tobacco, but I'm, I'm handing that to Bo and yes, let him... Please. Let him. Um, is it already open? Yes. Okay. It is. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, listeners yeah. <laughs> always like you always ask that question. I know, right? Like I, you know, yes, I'm, it's already open. I've been smoking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. All right. So we got to got to talk about the process, right? So yep. of course, you know, you got the crumble cake on kind of the black seal. You've got kind of the gold font. It's that crumbly. You know, I've mentioned it before, but you know, Sutliff, the 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 font always just screams Christmas, and it's probably because of the Kringle Kringle flake. I would that, guess so. That yeah. I always associate that, but. You know, you got the the nice number four and that kind of Art Deco style of font that's right there with limited edition. This one is, by the way, number three thousand three hundred and fifty seven of forty two hundred. So they made forty two hundred tins yeah. of this. Yeah. And then I'm opening up the uh, the 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 Elizabethan collar. The Elizabethan collar. <laughs> 
Mm. Okay. Doesn't it smell good? It does. It smells delicious. But I'm uh, so now I have to now I'm, now I got to do the thing where I always get a little nervous, right? Like because I'm you you're, you're staring at me while I'm doing it. <laughs> you're doing great. So it does have that kind of almost like a barbecuey, yeah, type of aroma to it, but like a like a tangy spice barbecue to some extent. Yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. I, I don't sweet, know. Sweet and spicy. Yeah, I love this tobacco. This, honestly, this has probably been my favorite of all the different uh, crumble cakes that have come out in the Barrel Age series. And what's interesting is I'm not a big Dark Fire Kentucky guy. You know, I, I like Dark Fire Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. I, I do, but it's not, you know, it's just not one of my go-to kind of preferences as far as tobaccos go. I think I'm actually, all right, so I'm, I'm still doing this, right? Like, I'm still, like, breathing it in and everything. Yeah, like, sure. I think I'm actually kind of surprised that the 10-note isn't stronger. Yeah. But I guess maybe that's because it, it's been open. What's point, Well, and what's so interesting to me about this tobacco is mm. the incredible sweetness that that doggone rum barrel imparted into the tobacco, you know? I mean, that the, the sweetness that's there is really pretty remarkable and that comes out not only in the in the tin note but also in the in the smoking experience yeah, it's really yeah, neat yeah. and that kind of sweetness that's married with that you know kind of rich dark fire kentucky flavor is just very attractive it's really really nice this uh is a generous crumble cake as they as they described it's a tobacco that really it you know a lot of crumble cakes you still kind of have to work them pretty hard to get them apart even though they're not like a plug or something or even a flake but this crumble cake, it literally, I mean, you just kind of, kind of gently, you know, uh, mash it between your fingers and it just, it just falls apart. It is ready to go in your pipe. Yeah. It's the right amount of moisture. Yeah. Just a really, really nice experience loading the tobacco. It might be a little moist, but not, not much. And it's one of those that, man, stays lit, you know, pretty easily. It, it's just a, it's a, it's a great blend smoky robust but also a little tangy sweet it's it's good yeah i, I, got, I gotta ask you about about the the collar thing too like all right so yeah when you've got something like this that has that age that has kind of so much flavor imparted to it you know one of the things that i've, I've noticed happens with the collar is it becomes brown over time it like starts it, to darken and yeah. absorb some of those oils so that's stuff. what i wanted to know like so like i've actually aged pipe tobaccos with the Elizabethan collar. Yeah. By put like taking it like a dumpling, right? Yeah. We, like, you know, I think we talked about that maybe on a episode a few months ago, maybe. That sounds familiar. Well, I was like talking the, about Fox the Bankers, I'm sure, because okay. I mentioned doing that and that sort of thing. Okay. So, you know, and I, I probably already asked you this question then, but it's always good to revisit for for newer listeners. Yeah. So when that occurs, is that removing some of the flavor from the actual pipe tobacco as well? Or is it just imparting, you know what I mean? Like, is is yeah, is I, it I think, better to use without the collar? Well, I I've, thought, I've thought more about that episode after we recorded that. Yeah. And, you know, I thought to myself, like, really, the, the, the point of this little collar thing this little you know frilly paper deal is probably just to protect the tobacco from interacting too much with the metal on the inside of the can hmm. and so I, I think that's really the the point of this right here yeah you know and yeah it will absorb the oils from the tobacco over time which is going to make it you know a little less fragrant probably you know i think there is a point where the you know once you leave it in the tin that long it's probably kind of, you know, starting to, if not hurt itself, at least defeat the purpose okay, of aging, that's you know? So, yeah. so yeah, I think at some point, it, you know, you want to think about like, eh, it's probably, probably time to crack that open to, you know, preserve the integrity of it or whatever. But, but yeah, that, that is happening though. I mean, the oils are, you know, obviously going inside the, 
the little collar and, you know, making it, you know, a little less imparted in the tobacco. I'm not advocating for it, but I wonder what would happen if I smoked the paper. (laughs) (laughs) What's that Jim Gaffigan skit where he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, I mean, the the French fries fall next to the paper on the straw. Right. And so, but you just, so so you're like, can you just eat the paper (laughs) on the straw? You know, like at McDonald's, it's like, you know, I mean, it's just a little bit of paper, but it tastes like the French fries. Right. It soaks up so much oil that it basically, you know, percentage wise, it's basically a French fry at this point. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, so number four, man. Number four, I was really, uh, really encouraged by this particular tobacco. And and, and I really do think, it. you know, oddly enough, it's just probably my favorite of all the crumble cakes in the series, the barrel age series that they've come out with so far. You know, which again for me is surprising because I'm not a huge dark fired fan, but you know, something about that I, I mentioned accidentally earlier that I, I said they put it in a rum barrel. It's a, it's a bourbon rye, it's a rye barrel. And it just has that kind of spicy sweetness to it that I think is really fun. It's a, it's a, it's a great tobacco. Yeah. So yeah. Hi, if you can get a 10 of it, uh, it was limited edition, but if you can get a 10 of it, I know we've still got a little bit left. Try to snag one. I think you'll enjoy it. That's awesome. I love those limited series too. That's, that's always exciting. Yep. Yep. All right, man. This one in particular, I'm I'm also really excited about because I I you know in preparation for the show, I was kind of doing a little. I, when you weren't looking, I busted it open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so didn't it, hey, didn't it smell good? It is very floral. But yeah. I guess we need to go ahead and uh, mention what we're talking about. Yeah, it did. Sm- it does smell really good. We're talking now about Cornell and Deal's Morning Light. This is a tobacco that has been out on the market for quite a while. On the side, it says a base of light yet rich Orientals serves as the backdrop for a spicy yet smooth medley of raisiny perique, mellow stoved red Virginias, and a dash of sweetened black Cavendish, perfect with a cup of strong coffee or on a morning stroll. This is great tobacco. Yeah. It, it is a really, really great tobacco. So, you know, it, what what they've done here, they've taken this kind of interesting proprietary, you know, Turkish base, added the perique Virginias, a little sweetened Cavendish, and they've made this kind of all day, every day, bready spice cake kind of tobacco that is just incredibly accessible. <sighs> it's good for all the time. It's got it's packed with flavor. It smells like breakfast. It smells like breakfast. It tastes like breakfast. It's yeah. got just enough of the black pepper in there to make it have a little bit of that zing to you know just lighten it up. You know to I don't know spark <sighs> spark you a little bit, but it's still all the time smoke. You know as much perique and stuff as it's got in there it's still very smokable on really any kind of you know any time of day your stomach you know what you what you've eaten and all that kind of stuff yeah it's really tasty you want to describe what you're looking at here? yeah so you got the 10 of course you're talking about the biscuit style 10 with this one as opposed to the coin with the elizabethan from before you've got the artwork i almost said album artwork because uh, it does kind of like it, it to me it's almost like reminiscent of like Morning 70s light. Yeah, like seventies era, like like vinyl records, like with the bling, like the lights right. kind of shining out from the bottom, right. with morning light rising at the base of the uh, <laughs> at the <laughs> of the tin. You've got some sort of tree, could be an olive tree that's kind of peeking over over the mm-hmm. from behind the the text as well. And yeah, I mean, it looks like you know you wake up in the morning. You know, it's going to be a good day. You know, it's it's early enough so that, you know, this John, David, you've never seen the sun like this before because you're you're still asleep when this. Uh, when yeah, this no, I, I don't know what the sun is at that is at, at yeah. that time of day. So, so this is this is this is John David Cole's experience with uh, with the sunrise here and like a psychedelic. Yeah, <laughs> in my, I, only in my dreams. Anyway, I just I think it's great, man. It smells amazing. It absolutely smells amazing. And it's interesting because like a, a tobacco like this I don't, 
it's one that I don't know that I would like pull for, you know, you, you mentioned it's kind of good as an, at any time of day smoke, like it's yeah. something, you know, you can kind of enjoy whenever. And generally speaking, I actually go for something that, that does pack a little bit of a bit of a punch to it. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not, cause I'm not an everyday smoker. I do kind of, you know, much more on a, on a occasional basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of intentionality and in everything else. When you're smoking something, you want to know you're, you know, it's not just to do it. You're, you know, you want to, you want to taste something exactly. significant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's interesting because like it, this one, this one I definitely see going in kind of the tasting category because it like, it smells like it tastes amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I really want to try it. It does have almost like a ginger snap kind of mm-hmm. thing to it. You know, there's that, that bready, breadiness that's really nice, but the raisiny pepper is, is very very palatable. It's incredibly approachable. This would be a tobacco. I think that if you if you think you don't like Perique, you ought to try this. And and then if you still don't like Perique, yeah, then maybe you don't like Perique. <laughs> but this would be a good one to revisit. Kind of like uh, what what's that episode you talked about? Like you, you would eat olives every Christmas or something, right? Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, just to just to make sure you still didn't like them, kind of thing. It's <laughs> well, I like, think this would be the obvious opposite of that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, th- this would be the kind of thing. Like, hey, if you if you don't like Perique. You, you, Give this one a try. Give it a give it a go. Yeah. I will say this also brings up memories of our Hobbit meal pairing episode. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel as though, you know, if we were ever to revisit that concept without pairing the so much without relying so much on the food, right. I would love to like do like a whole like Hobbit meal series of pipe tobaccos of like <laughs> this would be like, you know, a good bre- like for this one, it would be very much like a either a breakfast. First breakfast. First breakfast or possibly like a like a tea time. Yeah, situation. I yeah. think that would it would it would work in both capacities, especially like because tea time with like the biscuits and everything. I feel like this yeah, would no, really that 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 actually makes good sense. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, kind of savory. It's it's really nice. It lights and stays lit very easily. You know, it has a a decent room note for what it is, and I I think it'll you know continue to get better with age. But this is a tobacco that man, it's it's ready to go. Quality stuff, man. Always love showcasing some stuff from uh, Cornell and Deal because they've got, mm-hmm. yeah, they. You can see the you can see the love. You, can, you know what I mean? Like you can yeah. see it from the first time you you pick up the, yeah. the tent, and then as soon as you crack it open, you got nothing but goodness inside. So it's just it's good. It's good stuff, man. Yep. I'm for it. Well, the great thing about whenever we're trying out some different pipe tobaccos and testing them out is we get to uh, enjoy them through corncob pipes from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. <laughs> That's exactly right, man. Uh, Missouri Meerschaum, as we've been discussing over the past several weeks, has come out with their new Back to Our Roots series. Uh, they're really proud of it. We are, too, and excited to tell you about them. Four different shapes in the Back to Their Roots series, which kind of it really embodies the, you know, the essence of quality with value that they that they really work hard to produce at Missouri Meerschaum. So the Boone is one of my favorites. It is one of the four shapes and it kind of takes its cues from the country gentleman. It's just a nice barrel shaped bowl that is large. It comes in a straight and a bent variety. Uh, it is a filtered pipe, has the option of that filter, and it just has a beautiful racing green acrylic stem. It's just very, very handsome. So, oh, man. man. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. These are all, all four of these shapes are really nice. And uh, again, it's the Back to Our Roots series pipes. And the one we're talking about today is the Boone. So go to corncobpipe.com and the folks at Missouri Mearsham will be happy to send one right to your front door. There you go. And big thanks to our friends at Missouri Mearsham for sponsoring this show. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. 
Take the super light tree runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question of the week. All right, now we got a pipe question of the week. Coming in from Frank. Frank asks a question. He okay. says, I uh, got, got a show question for you. If you could turn back time, if you could find a way, what episode topic would you take back? That is to say, is, is this a song? <laughs> it sounds like it's a song. It sounds like if you could turn back time. Touch by radio. <laughs> uh, is there any episode you wish you could revisit due to feeling that you either didn't do the topic justice or just plain wrong about something? Hmm. Uh, maybe nothing. After all, you guys are the best. But if you could, what would it be? That's a good question. That's actually a great question. Several come to mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many regrets. <laughs> so many, so many regrets. It's just a constant tape playing in my mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, most of them, I think, would be early episodes. Mm. Yeah, I think most of them would. Yeah. You know, we did. Yeah. I, well, I remember the first one that was like. The, the, I think it was like like a maybe our third or fourth episode. Yeah, was called Autumn Among Us, which is a cool name. I mean, it's a very pleasant name, Autumn Among Us. That's I think that's what I named it. Yeah, and the idea was that we were just talking about pipe smoking in, in autumn, and yeah. it was a nice, you know, just kind of like chill, relaxed type deal. But it yeah. was, it was a little bit like it's actually a little bit more like like kind of some of the more modern content. Yeah, because it was kind of what we wanted to do was kind of create the spirit of of, of the store. Yeah, the store, like, right. Just having a conversation, but what 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 was different about that episode as opposed to what we do now is what we do now is with a lot of intentionality, right? And so like there's there's planning, there's a topic, there's you know there's a lot of intentionality that goes into the, the newer content. Where back then it was like, what are we going to talk about? What's well, autumn? Let's talk about that, you right? I mean? And like it it was it was it was okay, yeah. you know, but yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't. 
I think it was it was, it was kind of this big question mark of like, do we have a show here or not? <laughs> and in in many ways, it helped kind of format what the show would become because it became a little bit more structured and really kind of our formula that we ended up developing and kind of perfecting over the years mm. kind of stemmed out of like almost this like kind of in case emergency break glass because like this ain't gonna work, you know? <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was that was one that I, mm. while I'm glad for having had that experience so early on to be able to adjust. Yeah, that was probably one. And we've tried seasonal based episodes before, but those haven't always been great. I did. I did a yep. smoking in summer when you were on a sabbatical. Yeah. Like with one of my kids or something. Yeah. Well, with, it was with Mark VV and uh, somebody else and I'm so sorry, but they were visiting Jackson. And, yeah. Uh, brought him into the studio and we, we talked about smoking in summer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, same type of deal. Like those guys were awesome. But it was it was like yeah I mean like what else can you say <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's smoking right. in summer man it's hot yeah. you know the, the the tobacco's hot yeah I you know I don't know I I've got a couple episodes in mind I'm gonna be real honest right yeah here. yeah go for I've it. got a couple episodes in mind that I would take back but they involved other people oh and because they weren't me because they well I mean you were there too I love you t- oh okay never mind you were there, you were there too. <laughs> And I just, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I guess, I guess there's part of me that like, just would prefer to not tell you which ones they were because they, you know, just out of respect for, yeah, the, for those the people, people that came on board, that, yeah, ca- yeah, yeah. that came on. And, and I think maybe it just was not necessarily the, you know, it would have been good content somewhere, but maybe not for country squire radio. No, I mean, I that's true. There's, there's been guests that in hindsight and I like this, it's one of the reasons why, and again, I'm, I'm, grateful for everybody that has agreed to come on the podcast over the years Same. and everything. And, yeah. and there's nothing, you know, but in terms of like the problem with doing kind of interviews and like guest shows is that now you kind of have that in your repertoire. Right. And then you're kind of like, uh, <laughs> like I kind of wish we didn't have that in the repertoire. You know, you know it, what I mean? like, what's interesting. I mean, we intentionally in some way have not been, I mean, very intentionally really have not been an interview show. Very much so. I mean, no, that's why, yeah, I mean, that's, driven. that's what, you know, we, yeah, I mean, we've got dear, dear friends that do that, fantastic that have, shows. that have those Absolutely. shows and it's like, yeah. well, no, we'll, we'll be something a little different and always have been. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think we've had some conversations on air with people that have been, I mean, some of our, what's interesting about what I'm saying is that yeah. some of our best episodes have also had people on them. Absolutely. I'm not picking on our interview shows. Ooh. I'm just saying some of our some of, I mean, I, th- I really do believe some of our best episodes have have been collaborations with, and we've had other people on air with us. I, I, I just think they're <laughs> that is absolutely true, and it also does the job of now letting the listeners know they can't figure out who we're talking about. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it, but it is true. It is true. It is true. All right, I got, yeah. I got one actually. This is, this is good. I, this is, this is an interesting question. I, I've got one, and this is actually an episode that I did take back that the listeners have never heard. Yeah. You did. There's a there is I think at least one. There there might be more, but there's at least one episode of Country Squire Radio that no one has ever heard, including you. Oh wow. Because you weren't on it. It was me and Russ, and it was before oh. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was our it was the the infamous McClelland episode. Right. It was the pre it was the first run of that. It was the first run of that. And yeah. it's one of those that that particular episode we 
we had been talking about, and I had been really advocating for it for like years before we yeah, actually sure, did. Yeah, sure, sure, he did. And you know, and <laughs> I was not ashamed of like talking about it too. Like when you're like at bike shops or like meeting listeners, I'm like, I, I think this is this needs to be an episode. We need to do this. <laughs> and I know that there's other people that want to talk about this, but they want us to like blur their voices if they're going to like say anything. Yeah, that's true. And that was like that's true. I was like, we need like this has to be addressed. And you were out one week. And so, like, when the cat was away, <laughs> the mice played. <laughs> the mice played. And then mice were like, oh man, we messed this up. Let's and, burn it down. And so, <laughs> and it was, Russ stepped up to help out with the show, which was amazing. And I was very appreciative of And I pitched it to Russ. I was like, what, how do you feel about talking about this? Yeah. And what, what you got with that lacked the balance that you brought to the conversation because hmm. Russ kind of represented, I mean, like you can hear it in, in the episode that we did. Like if you right. listen to, you know, Russ and me and you in that conversation, mm-hmm. all three of us represented different types of people. Right. right. Because like, and, and what I mean is that like one, one is a consumer, one is a tobacconist and one is in kind of the, the media and communicate like, like right. there's a, like there's a, uh, we each kind of represent different areas of the industry of the community of the community Mm -hmm. in that conversation and on top of that i think that you know if if uh what's what's the right if one of us was uh was honey honey and oil was it the you attract more flies with honey than with with I, I don't know what you're saying. You don't know what that's saying? <laughs> well, it's like, all right, uh, carrot or stick. All right. So like if one of us was more carrots and one of right. us was more stick, right? Like right. you could probably figure out which ones that were based yeah. on the conversation you heard. I got it. But what you missed was that kind of, you know, John David, like codependency. Not, <laughs> no, no, no. Coming in to like help everybody walk on the eggshells appropriately. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> appropriately walk on the eggshells as opposed to stamping, like stomping on them or stepping around them. Oh, you kind of helped us. You, you, you melded a, a good flow with that episode. And it's one of our greatest episodes. Yeah, in my, in uh, my mind. it is. It's, 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 I'm proud of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm proud of it. And, but, but, but the episode that no one heard, I remember going back and editing it and I apologized to Russ. I was like, Russ, we can't release this. Cause I realized like, you know, it was too, it was too, I think, extreme. It was too raw. It came across on like both sides, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think it wasn't quite yeah. doing the job. And that's no, again, that's, it's criticism on me, but Russ did a great job. But it's really, it's more of like we had two ingredients. We needed that third ingredient. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, all I could think about was that you're going to get so many emails once we release this. <laughs> and if your voice isn't on, like I was, I was thinking like, maybe this will be freeing for John David because his voice won't be associated right. with it, but it's still, it's country squire radio country squire is right in the name of the podcast. Yeah. Like, like you have to, if we're going to do this, you have to actually be part of it. Oh, as well. I'm so glad you did <laughs> delete that one. <laughs> so that is actually an episode that we did take back before. That's hilarious. Yeah. Today. I guess I'd forgotten that you, uh, that you'd done that. Yeah. But. Oh, that's great. Uh, we've got we got some good content. I wish I could be more specific about. I've, there are probably some other episodes that I'd take back to, but that uh, but I, I think the ones that are that yeah. That, well, I've said enough. You know, it's interesting. Listeners, uh, very recently, uh, someone uh, wrote a comment in about wanting a return of the pipe shop fails. We should. Yeah. We should. There needs to be. I, I actually suggested back at him like. Wouldn't it be awesome if we did a pipe shop fails from from Vegas? Yeah, like, live, like maybe that could be our Vegas live show. Yeah, is like pipe shop fails. Yeah, at some point we probably need to do like a a pipe show fails. Pipe talk, show fails. Yeah, like, like talk about like how we have failed. So, which you know, there's there has certainly been that. That's great. Anyway, all right. Well, there you go. Great question. Uh, thank you so much for that. Hey, if you've got a question for the show, uh, send it in. Show at countrysquireradio.com. You know, I 
I do always like we we say it jokingly, like when people are like, "Man, if you powered through those first hundred episodes, like you know, it, you know those folks that like, you know yeah. the you know if you powered for those, if you've joined our club and have access to that and everything, you know, man, if you powered through those, like, and you're still with us, like, and, and we don't really say that in joking. I mean, yeah, ha ha, mm. but like hey, they're pretty they're pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, there's certainly worse stuff out there. I yeah. will say that. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But it is a uh, yeah, yeah. They're a little rough. <laughs> All right. Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback coming in this week from Steve. Oh, from the other pipe smoking Steve. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here's what Steve has to say. <laughs> Uh, hello, JD and Bo. I found the Country Squire store and podcast about six months ago. I'm slowly working my way through the Country Squire blends and have enjoyed them all. The 50th anniversary blend being my favorite so far. I have really enjoyed and learned a lot from the podcast. It inter- it's interesting that my pipe journey sounds a lot like others I've heard on the show. I bought my first basket pipe about 20 years ago and have put it down and picked it back up several times over the years. It was my need to slow my mind down during meditation and prayer that brought me back to the pipe this last time. It was during a a frustrating evening trying to connect with God on my back porch with the idea of the pipe miraculously popped on in my head or popped into my mind. I don't even know why, because up to that point, every time I tried smoking it, it just ended in searing tongue burn that lasted for days. Oof, that's rough. I give God the credit for turning me back to the pipe and slowing my mind down so I could start having some real conversations with him or sit in meditation and try to hear what he is trying to tell me. Also, during this time, I have, of course, been catching up on the Country Squire Radio. I started with the 2015 episodes and just now on, let's see, April 29th of 22, oh, this year, got caught up to current ones uh, in Miami. You guys feel like family. It sounds like you are intentionally trying to keep the vibe while introducing new ideas to the show. After all, one must change in order to grow. That's exactly right. Excellent idea. I hope you can do it. So far, I love all of the ideas you're putting on air. Be careful you don't let the show grow too big. You will never be able to downsize it. It will just start to implode on itself if you do lose that small town Jackson feel. FYI... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I, I have to pause right here. This because losing the small top Jackson feel, I I don't even think that's possible. We're pretty we're pretty hokey. <laughs> I, I say, yeah, yeah, we're uh, you know like, we could be doing this in New York, and it'd still just be a couple of hayseeds like sitting in a big city. I'm know? just I'm just trying to think like <laughs> the closest thing to like the Oscars the podcast have are these awards. It's the the like the podcast Academy Awards. Like that's a thing. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> just. Just think about if like they they gave us where everybody's all like dressed up nice and everything and like we we show up like hey y'all how's it going and they're like we thought those guys were the janitors yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he says uh, FYI I live in Nashville now but I am from just down the interstate from you guys West Monroe Louisiana yeah West Monroe there is nothing wrong with small town USA a lot of days I wish I could go back there anyway I have a problem I need help with for the past six months I've been listening to about a show a day. Oh, goodness gracious. Golly. Sometimes two. Someone get this guy a beer. <laughs> Mostly on the drive home in the evenings. I can listen to a whole show and it makes me forget about the long drive. So I'm going to need y'all to crack out about one every day now. As far as I know, you just told us not to get bigger. I know, right? <laughs> as far as I know, this is the only podcast in existence. 
It checks all the boxes for me, LOL. Just kidding, of course, but it would be difficult. Uh, waiting a week to hear from you guys again. Thanks for what you do. Love y'all. I will hopefully be able to make the pilgrimage one day soon. God bless. And again, this is from the other pipe smoking Steve. Oh, that's so cool, man. What a great, um, man. Thank you for the email and just all the, all the thoughts, really great feedback and, and kind words. Uh, yeah, man, you, you know, you started in 2015, like, Man, go back deeper. You know, there, there's there's some more back there. I, yeah. just, I just told you everyone, just told him not to. <laughs> I just told everyone how bad all that stuff is back there. But you know, there's some gems back there too. Yeah. If if you can you can really see kind of how far we've come and how my life and Bo's life has uh, has progressed changed. and changed Goodness so dramatically. Yeah. And, you know, moves and business stuff and you know family and everything else. So, um, but man, we're Steve. We're so glad that uh, you found us, my friend. And um, thank you for your support. And um, man, yeah, thank you. You thank bought you so the much. shop. Well, I'm just you know, like, I, was, I, I you know, part, talking about like the episodes we wish never, you know, we wish we could take back has got me kind yeah. of reflective all of a sudden. And so like I'm, yeah, like you bought the shop during the pot, like the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was like a like a a, a thing that happened. A thing. Yeah. You know, like you no, became a right. father. I like I'm. Did I become a father again, or did I already have? I know. I, I think I already had one. Like, yeah, I became a father again. You th- you, you had your second. <laughs> I yeah. had my second. That's right. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah, just so many life changes that have happened over the course of the show, and I do I do empathize with people because I they we have gotten enough feedback now that we know this is a bingeable show. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. people find it, they go back. The content is timeless to an extent which I'm very happy about. Like, I, I think that's one thing that's, that's a real benefit to the show is that it is. Yeah, sometimes. sure. But I mean, that is rough. Cause whenever you binge a show, especially one that's still in production, like you get to the end of your binge and you're like, now you gotta, now it's like 1992. You gotta wait till the next week exactly. to watch the TV show. Exactly. You know? <laughs> or, or worse, you have to wait till like, you know, the summer's over. So you get the next season. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And so anyway, I just, I, I, I pity you. I, I, I know that's rough, but, um, I mostly pity you because you've listened to so much of us. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we got some good tobaccos on this one, man. We got a little reflective here at the Yeah, tail it was end. good. It yeah. was good. It's uh it's 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 a good time with you as as always. Uh the put I want to let the people know, of course, they can always send in their thoughts and feedback to the show. They can head over to countrysquareradio.com. They can of course email the show show at countrysquireradio.com they can follow the shop at underscore country squire they can follow the show at squire radio they can follow john, follow john david Cole at john david Cole. you can do all that and more you find all of our contact information at countrysquireradio.com you finally got it out i, I made it <laughs> <laughs> well john david we got some good tobacco we need to be busted into you ready to do this i'm ready man right, let's go have a day see you brother
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.